Philadelphia, and so some interesting things about about the church in, in Philadelphia. Um, I'm just going to say, if this one gets more exciting <laughs> than last week, I might run. Y'all, last I week know. I felt the spirit move this, on me, and I wanted to get out this of this one's chair. A, this one's <laughs> exciting, but in a different kind of way. Yeah. The, the church in Philadelphia was a church that had little power. They were a small congregation um, that was in the midst of tragedy, that was in the midst of, of a lot of things. And so this really is to those who feel they have little power wow. and no voice. I think that's more than what we even think. It's more than what, than so what, what we think. And um, as we'll look closer, I think we'll find that we too don't have as much power as we think we do. Mm-hmm. And we sometimes don't have the voice that we think we have. Sure. Um, and how do we do that? What is God doing with a church in that kind of a, of a situation? But I want to read this transcript. This was a, from a lady uh, by the name of um, Mary Rose McGee, and she was, uh, worked with the homeless in, in New York City and worked with uh, homeless teenagers and, and had a, a shelter called the Covenant House. And this is a transcript from an encounter that she had had in New York with a young man that was homeless. Um, I'm just going to go start reading it. I'm waiting for my dad. Have any of you seen my dad? He said. The tall and skinny scarecrow kid shifted before us on the street corner, fear racing across his face, dirt smeared all over his body. His speech was slowed and slurred. His eyes were dull and empty. At first I thought, drugs. But then I realized it was something else. The boy was mentally disabled. Have any of you seen my dad, he said. He was like a baby, really. A little boy in a 16-year-old's body. I'm sorry, son, but I don't know your dad. What's your name? Eric. Hi, Eric. What do you mean you're waiting for your dad? He's coming back, I hope. Eric clenched his hands tightly into a fist and began to rock back and forth. Maybe we can help you. Where do you live, Eric? I don't know. Do you live in New York City? I don't know. Do you live in a city with lots of streets and buildings? Yeah, lots of cars. When did your dad say he would be back? He just took me for a walk and then he said, wait here, I'll be right back. That was right after he gave me breakfast. But he must be coming back, right? How long have you been here, Eric? I don't know, but I've been here for a while. Have you slept here? Yeah, I sleep in my pipe. I wish I had my blanket, though, because it gets really cold. Your pipe? Where is that, Eric? Eric pointed to a bridge that runs along the Hunts Point section of the Bronx and then led us to his home. Sure enough, hidden in the dirt, in squalor of a dark corner sat a large old pipe. Is this where you sleep, Eric? He nodded. Eric, how many times have you slept in the pipe? One time? Two times or more? Yeah, I sleep here a lot. Eric, what's your name? Eric. No, Eric, your other name, your last name. 
Do you have another name? Like, I'm Mary Rose, uh, but my last name is McGeady. Do you have another name? Just Eric. His name was just Eric. And you wonder how many people in the world are like just Eric. People with little power but find a closed door at every single turn. In our culture, we tend to keep up with a few celebrities and we are in our little bubbles and we're in our shells and there's so many with little power and no voice, just like Eric. And you wonder how many are in the world like just Eric. People with little power, with no open doors, but yet with a belligerent hope that my father's coming back. And I think that sometimes we feel like that is the church. Yeah. We feel like that in our lives. It feels like every turn seems to have a closed door. Mm. We feel like we are a people with little power, but we've got this belligerent hope that maybe I've got a father that cares about me. Maybe there's someone coming back for me. Maybe around the next corner will be an open door and I'll have the power to open that door up and go through and enter into a new season of my life. And what I've found is, just like Eric, we have our own cement pipes that we live in and that we sleep in. Ours just might have indoor plumbing. Our cement pipes are just a little bit bigger. But the reality is, is that they're still cement pipes. We're still caught in an illusion in which we are safe in something that is not safe uh, at all. It's powerful. Eric had little knowledge. He had little power. So his cement pipe was a cement pipe. Our cement pipes take the uh, view of many other different things. It might be a name that you've made for yourself. Maybe your cement pipe is professor or reverend, or maybe your cement pipe is your bank account, Mm. right? But at the end of the day, it's still a cement pipe. I can remember when I was in transition and I'd left Evangel Temple And I was in this strange place of um, used to being called Pastor Matt. Uh, People needed me, right? Mm -hmm. People uh, called me. People reached out to me. And then when God called us to a season to step down, I was in that transition period. And people quit calling me Pastor Matt. And I didn't think that was going to bother me. I didn't think that that was going to be a trying time. I thought, hey, you know, I'm, I know who I am in Christ. Uh, I don't need a title. I don't need a duty. I can serve God, you know. And then all of a sudden when you're not needed, yes. you realize your cement pipe just got busted. And what you were leaning on wasn't necessarily the Lord. Wow. It was leaning on something that was making a name for yourself that really our cement pipes are really our protection from the reality of is Jesus really coming back or not? So we create these cement pipes as as a safeguard to say, well, if he's not coming back, at least I've got my cement pipe. 
And so what God will do is he will bring a storm <laughs> yes. to come and bust your cement pipe yes. wide open so wow. that you have to deal with the realities of you're not as safe as you thought you were yes. and you're not as powerful as you thought you were. And he's got more for you that can only be discovered wow. in a place of awesome. nakedness and vulnerability. So in that transition period where I had to figure out who I was in the yeah. Lord and deal with what I was trusting in beyond the Lord is the place that God met me. Mm -hmm. And the odd thing is, is the place where I felt powerless became the place that became the foundation of my ministry in Discovery. this church. I began to discover mm -hmm. who the Father really yes. was, and I discovered that He loved me and that He was really coming back from me. But in order to do that, God had to send a storm and rattle so the concrete true. pipe where I would come out of it and have to be vulnerable where all I could trust is Him and Him alone. Yes. So that's the uh, that's the reality of the of the cement pipe, and that's what this church was going powerful. through, and and that's what storms do, right? Storms reveal. Storms reveal. Absolutely. This uh, coronavirus going around, it's revealing something. It's bringing stuff to the surface of your heart that we got to be brave enough to deal with. And it, we've only been in this a few weeks. We're just getting started. And if you've already started feeling uncomfortable or antsy, you know, at home. That's what I was praying before service. If you were on the live with me that I felt like the Lord, I was just praying that, you know, as the layers are revealed, you know, in this time at home and when we're a little more isolated, even though we're connected in a way, we're still kind of isolated from physical contact and, and such. And so yeah. as we, as we get into that uncomfortable place, the Lord is going to peel back those layers and it may not be comfortable yeah. because we don't like to see our weakness. We don't like to, for those things to be revealed because then we feel out of control. Well, we feel like when we're weak, we feel like our value goes down, Yes. right? Because it's kind of like when you're remodeling mm -hmm. a house, you paint the walls the trendy color, you replace that dated this and that, because you don't want the value of that home going down so when you're true. trying to sell it. So we do the same thing with our lives is we cover up our weaknesses and our vulnerabilities with this, that, and the other because we feel like if I'm seen for those things, then my market value goes down. Wow. Yeah. And so I, I think that, and, and so what God is trying to do in revealing and stripping back the reality of what it is, is to say, you have value no matter what your issues are. And it's not your issues that are getting my ear or that have my, uh, you know, attention. What's got my attention is the fact that I love you so much that uh, it's my love alone and my grace alone that is connected to wow. you. And the only way I can That's show you powerful. that is to strip you of everything that you have and shake everything that you've got in order for you to enter into wow. that reality. Yeah. Yeah. So the storms are. So remember Jesus, right? He's asleep mm -hmm. in the storm. Right. And the disciples say, don't, don't you care? But Jesus is asleep during the storm. I think this says a couple things to me. This tells me, one, Jesus understands storms are a part of life in this age. So he's sleeping. What's the big deal? But it also says something else. The disciples are scared the storm's going to kill them. Jesus is asleep. So what's he saying? Nothing can happen to me separate from the Father's will in my life. Wow. So he can sleep during the storm 
because he knows this storm's not going to derail my destiny. I still got to go to the cross yes. and I still got to fulfill what God's put on my heart. So the storm wow. is not going to take you out. You have to embrace that storm for what it is as this revealing thing that is coming up, but it's not going to take you out. It cannot derail your destiny that the father, you are in the father's hands and he's got good things yes. for you and he's working all things together for your good. And so I think the storms shake us out of our pipe, make us in this place where we feel vulnerable. I don't want to get up on a camera every single time. This is hard <laughs> in an empty room to talk to a camera and pretend like people's there, right? Like God's given yeah. us grace to do so it. You might grace. say, wow, you guys are doing great, great team. But we're like, our knees are knocking every single time. Yeah. This is vulnerable. This is stripping. You guys are seeing us in a very weak and vulnerable moment. But God has honored it because we have stepped out and just yes. said, God, we can't do this without you. So it's stretching us to new places. Well, he's not pleased with places. anything else. No. Without faith, he's not pleased. The only Period. way he's pleased with you is if you have faith. Yeah, that's right. You have faith that's if you right. trust him. That's right. So a little background on Philadelphia. Philadelphia uh, was a small congregation. They had experienced extreme earthquakes. In 17 AD, there was an earthquake so bad that it nearly destroyed the city. Mm -hmm. It had so scarred the people and left such an impression that people moved out to the outskirts of the town and hardly anybody moved back into the center of Philadelphia. It was a crazy, um, earth-shattering, quaking, uh, shaking thing that shook people to so that, that people didn't want to move back into the city. So this church was small because they were the few that said, we're going to dig into this place of shaking and we're going to put ourselves in the middle of the shaking, the middle of the earthquakes that were going on. There wasn't just one earthquake. There was another earthquake around 60 AD. Um, and then... Uh, Another thing was put on them where the Emperor Domitian in 92, just about three years before this letter would go out, that emperor imposed uh, the whole uh, nation of Rome to quit growing grapes, which was vineyards were their main cash crop, in order to start growing corn so he could feed his armies on their persecuting uh, journeys and on their um, you wow. know, war like to feed his army. And so it about killed the city. This city was impacted economically. It was impacted and shook to its foundations by natural disasters. I mean, this church was probably standing on one leg and felt like, God, are you mad at us? Like, wow. right? Like, because sometimes mm -hmm. we look at circumstances like, man, God, are you mad at us? But this is the only church that Jesus doesn't give a negative condom, uh, a condemnation towards them. He, he commends them the entire time. Wow. Um, this in the church of Smyrna. Uh, there's a little bit of negative there that could be interpreted, but, but this church and the church in Smyrna are, are the two flagship churches in the middle of their age and what they're standing, standing against. Uh, so this church was small, but now what happened is was because this church had been through so much adversity, about 7th century A.D., all the other seven churches were ran off by Muslim invaders. Islam came in and pushed the churches out. This church wasn't moved by that. And their congregation had a history up until the 13th century. And some scholars say that there's still a congregation with lineage to that wow. in 95 AD to this day. So the shaking prepared them for a greater shaking that Come was on. headed their way. So, good. so this was the reality of what was going on with mm. this church 
um, that the shaking was building something where they couldn't plan their buildings, but they sure could plan their church and their life to serve Jesus Christ. So these are just a few backgrounds just to give you some, some insight. So let's dive in uh, to the scripture here. Uh, Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. And Jesus says this, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, The words of the Holy One, the true one, who has the key of David, who opens and no one will shut, who shuts and no one opens. Uh, so here, remember we talk about each church sees a different facet of Christ from John's revelation in chapter 1. Where John sees Jesus with the hair like wool, the eyes like fire, a sword in his mouth, mm -hmm. stars in his hand, right, right, all these different features. Well, the keys that are, uh, the, the things that, that are highlighted in Jesus right here are the one that has the key of David and who opens, no one will shut, and who shuts, no one uh, will open. Now, in the Revelation chapter 1, verse 19, Christ is holding the keys mm -hmm. to death and Hades. He's holding the keys to that which would separate people from God. Mm -hmm. To where after he is crucified and risen from the dead, that to be absent from the body is to be present with Christ. So now death is no more because you might die, but there's no delay from your last breath here to your next breath in the presence of Jesus. So death is really no more. It's that you go from one life to the next, right? Uh, and so Jesus has completely uh, removed that. And so he's holding the keys of death, and he's opening up things that have been locked previous. And so he's wanting this church to know to don't fear your life. Don't fear for death. I've got the keys to death and Hades, and... I'm able to open up doors for you that no man wow. can open up. So a church that felt little with no power and no open doors, he's saying, hey, I've got your back, I've got the power, and I can open up the door. But now here, it gets even better. Uh, check this out. Uh, the key of David is a reference to Isaiah chapter 22, verse 22. It was a privilege given to this man by the name of Eliakim. And he was given the, ha the keys to the king's house. So this is an illusion pointing back to the Old Testament mm -hmm. where a man who was so trusted was given the keys to the king's house where he could come in and open the king's door. And whenever he opened the king's door, anybody could go in. So they would have gotten this Old Testament reference, mm -hmm. the church of that day, and they would, have, they would have known, wow, okay, Jesus has the key to the king's house and he's leaving the door open so that we might go wow. in. So it's really cool. All right, so let's go on. Verse 8. I know your works. Behold, I've set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. So he doesn't set a door before that him. That makes so much more sense. Yeah. I've always read that. <laughs> he doesn't set an, a door wow. in front of them. It's really like a door frame because the door's open. That he's telling this church that feels like the door's been slammed at every opportunity. This little, small, fledgling so church that God surely couldn't care about says, Nope, you have before you what no other church has, an open door where you have access into my house at any time. Wow. And Jesus is keeping the door open here. Jesus doesn't leave people out in the storm. He leaves the door open. So Jesus brings the storm 
to shake us up. But then in that, we can run into the king's house and bring us up. Nobody wow. got saved without going through a storm. Every single person that came Absolutely. to Christ went through a storm and then ran into the Father's house to find a place of safety. Uh, so Jesus opens the door. I can remember uh, just a few days ago, you know, Kennedy's coming in and out of the door. And, and she's gotten to where she can open and lock and, and do all this herself. So we have to keep an eye on her, right? So she unlocks the door and leaves the door wide open, right? And so I come outside, and this is how I know I've entered into adulthood, is I went outside and said, what are you trying to do? Air condition the whole neighborhood? <laughs> and I was like, whoa, I've turned into my father. Uh, it was like a weird moment for me. But you know what? I didn't feel bad about it because I was like, yeah. You, you should. So now that I have the pressures of bills and these different things, I understand why my dad did the things yeah. that, that he did. Uh, but Jesus isn't worried about the air conditioning going out. He leaves the door open and every light on in order for his children to come home mm -hmm. or to find shelter or to find rest in him and in his presence. And so this picture of an open door is, means that Jesus isn't worried about what's going to come in. Wow. He's not worried about how many issues that you have that you can't come That's into powerful. his door. He sets before you an open door, knowing good and well, everything about you, knowing what is coming in through the door. And yet he puts an open door and says, would you please come in and be a part of what I'm doing uh, in the earth? And if you're going through something or if you've been going through something and life, life here on earth has told you that this door isn't open, it takes faith of the Word of God, that the door is open, even though you cannot see it, even though your emotions tell you that that door is not open, you have to believe that. You have to believe yeah, that. Yeah, that's exactly right. It faith. It, and it's the Word of God that stirs up that faith. Yes. And so now we have the confidence. Why? Because the Word has told us, Jesus told it's us, true. that He set an open door yeah. in front of us. Now watch what it goes on to say. Know that you have but little power. Wow. And yet you have kept my word and mm. not denied my name. Okay, so, so this word power there in the Greek is dunamis. And it's where they get the word dynamite. Mm -hmm. But we got to hold on here because dynamite wasn't invented uh, during this time. So the word choice here, we can't really picture that word dynamite. But we can say this, they named dynamite after this word, wow. right? So there was something powerful that they mm -hmm. picked this word to name dynamite. So these people had little dynamite. They had the black cat, right? <laughs> they had the black cat that could barely pop a tin can. <laughs> they had little power. I mean, it's just, yeah. that's the reality of it. And that's hard for us as Pentecostals because we're thinking, there can't be a season where I have no power. No, there are seasons where you wow. have little power and it's not because God is mad at you. It's because God is trying to teach you something wow. within that season. So, so these people had little power. So sometimes we pray, God, give me more power to overcome this. And God says, I don't want to give you more power. I want to give you more grace wow. because you're... My strength is perfected in your weakness. This yes. would have been Paul's thorn Lord, in the help flesh. Us get this. And so yes. we need to embrace weakness in seasons to know there's no way I can know God's grace is sufficient if I'm always got my chest out and I'm able to push everything out of the way, right? right. So there's sometimes we say mountain be removed, but there's sometimes God says, you're not moving the mountain. I need you to see what you do when I don't do what you think I ought to do in your life. 
And I need you to be okay with it. I don't know if I can say that again. Uh, but there's a lot of do's in there. But, but wow. God sometimes doesn't grasp more power. He just sometimes says, I need you to be faithful with the strength that I've given you. I need you to be faithful with the influence I've given you in this season. Yes. And then, on the other side, I'll give you uh, more power, potentially. Or maybe all God's saying is, I just have an open door. Quit getting caught up with power. Think more about relationship and just come through the door and spend time with me. Yeah. Right? And so he's given them this, this awesome thing. So, so you have little power. But when you have little power too, you're more vulnerable, I think, to fear. Yes. And if you've got little power and you see a closed door, can you even open it? Right? Wow. No, so especially good. if you don't have the key. Right? So God says, don't worry, I know you got little power, but the door's not closed. Wow. You don't have to have strength to open this door. Just walk in. So this was the great promise to this little beat-up, earthquake-shooken, whatever church, was that the door is open, and I don't care that you have small power. You're not a disappointment to me. Just come in the door. Mm. So it's amazing. It's really, it's really cool. It's so good. Um, <clears throat> Verse 9, Behold, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews and are not, but lie. Behold, I will make them come and bow down before your feet, and they will learn that I have loved you. Right? So, so this is the great issue here, right, with the, with the Jewish people, is that is Christ the Messiah, or is there another one to come? Mm -hmm. Right? This is the issue. So the... So the Jewish Christians that would have come to Christ would be kicked out of the synagogue, be kicked out of their family, and it would feel like the door's getting shut in their face. So Jesus says, no, the door's not shut. The door's actually open for you, and they're the ones in whom the door is shut. And if they come to me, that door will be open, but I'm the door to the Father, right? That's what Jesus says. I'm the door. Yeah. I'm the only way. I'm the way, the truth, and life. No wow. man comes to the Father except through me, right? Mm -hmm. So Jesus is saying, if you don't come through me, that door's shut. There's no other gate. There's no, right. there's no other way. So, so a people that would have gotten doors slammed in their face, maybe from family, been ostracized and outcast, God's saying, look, um, you're going to share in this rulership with me, and they're going to know that actually, even though you're going through all this stuff, you were the one that was faithful and on my side, and you were the one that were the people of God. Wow. Yeah. So, so it would give them great encouragement. Um, so good. And this is what the Bible is, is always re reiterating, is uh, Romans 2, uh, 28. He that is a Jew is not one outwardly, but is one inwardly, mm -hmm. what the Bible teaches us. So we as Gentiles have been grafted in to Abraham as a wild olive branch, someone that was far off, but by mm -hmm. faith in Christ, we're now children of Abraham. And it's only through faith in Jesus that we have access unto God. Yeah. yeah, and so we, and so this is a, a further reminder of those who maybe thought, did I do the right thing? This coming to Jesus thing caused me a lot of trouble, caused me and my family and a lot Nobody of heartache. Nobody wants to say that out loud. Yeah, but. it's cost me a lot of trouble. Was it worth it? I've got little power here. Man, that's good. And God's saying, yeah, you've got the open door, and you're going to be in on something in the next stage when my kingdom is fully consummated that everybody's going to want to be in on, and I need you to be faithful in this time of testing. Yeah. Wow. 
Uh, verse 10, because you have kept my word about patient endurance, I will keep you from the hour of trial that is coming on the whole world. This would have been a reference to the Roman Empire because that was the whole world at that time, as far as they knew, to try those who dwell on the earth. Now, there's something here uh, that's unique. Um, in the Greek, it's uh, ek tero. And so the idea is ek is the word from, and tero would be troubles. So the picture here is that God would keep them from the trouble, not by taking them out, mm -hmm. but by preserving them in the middle of wow. it. That sometimes God doesn't snatch us away. Sometimes he preserves us so in the middle uh, of that thing. So he would keep us from That's the so trouble. It's, it's the same word used in, in John 17, 15, when he says, keep them from uh, you know, you know these these bad times. Is that the the picture there is? Is that the disciples are going to have to go through all this stuff because they're following Jesus, right. who had to go through all this stuff. And so the tereo, the keep there, and the ek, the from, keep them from, really meant to protect them as they walk through it. Right. Yeah. So it's a kind of a a crazy a crazy way to say it, but that's really what was going on. And so with this little power and dynamite reference. It doesn't seem like Christ is going to propel them over the storm. It looks like they're going to have to go through the storm. But they're going to be stronger He's and better for promises. it. He's giving them promises in the, middle, in the middle of the storm. Wow. So our concrete pipes get busted through the storm. And in that busting, that we find so out that. that he is our protector and that he is sufficient. Our preserver. He's our preserver. And so we can say like, Paul, we can say, I've been abased and I've been abound. In other words, I've had a lot and I've had a little. But everywhere in all things, I've learned this, that God is enough and I can do all things through Christ so good. who strengthens me. And we can only say that if we've lived it. So good. We can only have that witness and testimony if we've lived yes. it. So here we are in a kind of a storm, a revealing Absolutely. storm, right? Uh, they're saying domestic Problems are on the rise because people are together more and there's whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Like, these are revealing times. We're going to have to be revealed and deal with things that we were otherwise getting away with. With our spouse, with our kids, all over the place. So, we have to be brave enough to go there. We've wow. got to be brave enough to go there. Verse 11. I am coming soon. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. So again, hold fast what you have. I've got a crown. So he gives them this picture of a victor's crown who mm. wins in the Olympic Games or the Greek Games, whatever it was, and he gives them this picture of this victorious crown being placed upon their head for being faithful and pressing into the grace of God in this season of testing for their life, that good wow. things are going to happen for them. Verse 12, uh, the one who conquers, and get this language again, remember the earthquakes, the one who conquers, I will make him a pillar wow. in the temple of my God, and he shall never go out. So here are these people with this history of earthquakes and being displaced. He says, no, you're going to be a pillar, a fixed place yes. that can withstand any shaking that comes. Wow. And no matter what shaking 
is going on, you're going to be in the temple and you're never going to go out. Because remember, the door's open, right? The key of David. The door's open to the king's house. You're going to be a pillar in the king's house. And that's what tells I want to share this scripture really fast. Hebrews okay. chapter 12, verse 27 to 29 says, This phrase yet once more indicates the removal of things that are shaken. That is, things that have been made in order that the things that cannot be shaken may remain. Wow. So what's the shaking about? The shaking is about, let's see what's real or not, right? Because wouldn't you rather find out if you were real or not? Yes. And have the opportunity to repent and turn than to believe a lie and not be shook. And then in judgment day say, what? I wasn't say what? I wasn't in you. The shaking reveals our need for God and our weakness that separate from a shaking. We don't know what's real or not. Wow. It's the choice to live in reality or to live in the illusion that our concrete pipe is keeping us safe. People avoid shaking. They oh, do. I, I avoid it. I avoid it. I mean, nobody looks for it, but we've got to embrace it. Remember that song we sang back in the day? The shake off those heavy bands. Lift, lift up. up the holy hands, yeah. That applies to you. I don't know. I just had that vision. Well, hey. That we need shake to be willing. Off. During service, we would, everybody, yeah. in, everybody at my church, we would all do the shaking. Do y'all remember that? I think, that was a, I think Taylor Swift said something about shake it off. I don't remember. <laughs> but there's a lot too going far. on. Too far. <laughs> Hashtag too far. Uh, verse 28. I don't know, y'all. I'm just. Trying I'm sorry. To flow I got here. a soft track. Back uh, to verse Hebrews 28. 12. Hebrews 12. Verse 28. Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Yes. So he's saying, here you're coming wow. into a place that can't be shaken, and you're going to be a pillar that will never be removed in a place that cannot be shaken. And thus let us offer to God acceptable worship with wow. reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. So the shaking has a telos. It has a goal. Its goal is to reveal what needs to get out of there, to reveal what's actually left wow. is actually real. And so it gives us great opportunity to deal with ourselves. Lord, let us be shaken. Rest of verse 12 in uh, Revelation 3, and I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down from my God out of heaven and my own new name. So these people that felt like they had no power, had little power, wow. closed doors, they actually have an open door, so they don't have to have power yes. to do that. They can just walk right through and not only is that God is not disappointed in them because they have little power, he's actually saying, you know what? You're going to have my name on you, that I'm proud of you, that with the little power that I've given you, you've been faithful in it. Wow. You've been faithful with what I've given you, and that's what it comes down to in the end yes. of the day. Uh, verse 13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. So again, the same thing that appears um, Though you have small dynamite and you're in a great storm before you use an open door. Yeah. And so all you have to do is walk inside and find God's love, no matter how vulnerable so you, you find feel. More, you find out more about the Lord Yeah. in those times when you're willing to walk through. I think when it's I walk discovery. through the door, I'm discovering in His presence. The more time you spend in His presence. Yeah. The more you're going to learn about him, the yeah. more you're going to learn about him, the more you're going to be like him. Well, you know, and I'll just be honest, and this is something that, that you know, and, and I think some of the church members, I've, I've told them as well. 
Um, but during the time of being considered for the pastor at Lakeview, um, for a while I didn't ask the Lord if he wanted me to do it because I was so excited about the opportunity, wow. I didn't want him yeah. to tell me no. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. And the Lord dealt with me. And he said, uh, when are you going to ask me if I want you to do this or not? And I thought, oh, God, please don't do this to me. <laughs> I was like, I was getting excited and thinking this could be a possibility. And I said, you know what, Lord, it doesn't matter if I go there, if you're not there, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. I said, this is, who am I fooling? And I just said, Lord, if you'll go, I'll go. And yes. the Lord said, I was waiting on you to ask me that. And then he said, I want you to go. Yes. I remember so, that. So sometimes, you know, and then I remember yes. uh, Kay and Tony. It, the first ones that I told that story to outside of the church parking lot we left and they were like we don't know how this vote's gonna go and I said well I don't either I said but I feel like the Lord told me and then I just yes. opened my heart to the Lord and said if you'll go I'll go and God said I'll go I'll go yeah so before you use an open door, there's good things ahead for you. Yes. But don't waste the season of shaking. No. Don't waste the don't season of vulnerability. Yes. You need to get clean before God. Yes. You need to find you a companion that you can confide in and trust. Yes. And you just That's need so to true. clean out the closet. And you just need to say, God, I am open and bare before you. And all that matters is that I'm yours. And though I have little power and it feels like a door is closed at every turn, God, you've opened the door. Yes. You've given me the key of David, yes. Jesus Christ, that I can Lord. come into the king's house and have fellowship with you at any time. So, Lord, we ask that you would come and just move on hearts. God, there's some people that need to get honest with themselves. There's some people that need to be honest with their spouse. There's some people that need to be honest and just come into the place of vulnerability and just say, God, I've got little power. And even though I'm acting like I don't, I do. Yes. And I Thank need you, you more now than ever. So, God, give my friends power. Give them anointing. But, God, most importantly, and all that stuff, let them know how much you love them and pull them into relationship. Yes, Lord. So we give you all the praise and all the glory yes, for everything Lord. that you're doing. Mm. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Yes. Had a good friend come right. by today, and it was telling me, uh, was telling me about a sermon that really impacted him. And he's talking about um, Isaac when he was placed on the the altar. Right, mm -hmm. God had told him to offer up his son. Right, but he brings him up into the place of offering him. And then God says, no, stop, I've got a ram, right? If he wasn't open to the new thing that God was telling him, he would have went ahead and killed his son. In this season, new wow. season, you've got to be open to the new things God's telling yes. you. And that was just quickening my spirit. Yes. I was just reminded of that today. A friend came by and shared that with me. I thought, wow, that's for us. That yes. we have to be able to hear what God is saying now, not what he said, right? Yes. In our last revelation or our last season that we were in. So I pray that you have an ear to hear what God is saying to the churches. 
And we believe you do. Trust. God loves you. Trust, and trust, thank trust. you so much for joining us here today. Yeah. Um, you guys make this special for us. And